what did the fish say when he swam into the wall? Damn. Welcome to the Iron Right Tattoo <laughs> Podcast. I was right. I mean, that one's dun, 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 dun. <laughs> exercises you know yeah what that mouth do mouth mouth do what that mouth do uh what's up um yeah what is up that's a good question (laughs) um i tried watching the menu and i fell asleep the minions the menu (laughs) diva dada those dudes huh those dudes no. Grew? No. Okay. I always wondered, like, what's his, like, nationality? Because um, he has an accent, right? Some sort of, like, Eastern European, I would assume. Yeah. You know? Maybe, like, a Romania or something like that. Uh, What nationality is Grew? You go slow. Uh, <laughs> What? There was a. What does it say? Is is this? We need the answer. It's too much dead air. What's <laughs> However, the answer? Okay. Well, you know how like when you pull when you Google something, there'll be just like a paragraph. It's like a snippet of an article. Yeah. Well, this one starts off by saying, however, there was a DNA test done on Gru back in 2017 via 23andMe, and it revealed that Gru's genetic background. Is fifty five percent Freedonian, and then in parentheses it says a fictional country. Okay, eight percent Balkan, ten percent Sardinian, seven percent Native American. Exact tribe is unknown. Seven percent Middle Eastern. Exacts are also unknown, and two percent Japanese. Okay, so uh, his accent appears to be a Freedonian accent, which is a uh, made up country. Hmm. Is there any other articles that give a different answer? That's what I'm looking for. Uh, apparently, okay. They are just calling his accent, according to an answer on Quora, Americanized Russian. Huh. But okay. I don't really hear the Russian. Yeah. Um, the Cruise only distinctive accent described as quasi-Russian by A.O. Scott and halfway between a Russian mafioso and a crazed Nazi by Roger Ebert. Quasi? Yeah. That means like Quasimodo? Like a, well, quasi means like a partly or like pseudo, you know. What about Quasimodo? Well, that's a name. He is not, he's not partly Modo, <laughs> you know. No, I got you. Because um, it's typically quasi hyphen and then whatever word they are partially. Partially. Quasi means motorized. Like, uh, loosely related to would be okay. quasi. You know? um, so you would be like, uh, I don't know, let's say like, uh, I'm trying to think of like a good example. Quasi ginger? No, you're, you're pretty much just ginger. Strawberry blonde, bro. Get it right. 
Strawberry shortcake? No. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know too much about the uh, Despicable Me lore. I know nothing uh, about it. I just know Trey Parker played like one of the bad guys in one of the last ones. Really? And then that weird kid with like the bold cut in the jumpsuit. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. Um, uh, that's an aesthetic um, I, I expire, uh, aspire for. Um, if I had hair. If you had hair. Yeah, if I had hair, like, but that's not realistic. He's uh, Mandark. Yeah, yeah, I was also going to point that out. It's literally Mandark. Yeah, 100%. Um, Mandark from Dexter's Lab. Ha, 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 ha. Ha, What was that weird little laugh you just did? I don't... That's Mandark. Oh, okay. No, he's like, ha, ha, ha. It was, they did a whole episode on that. You remember Mom that? From Osh. He was like brushing his teeth and was like... Yeah, I think you're right. Oh, I know. I'm a, I'm a real fan. Remember, uh, real fan of Dexter's mom. Uh, yeah, me. that too. Yeah. Um, you remember the episode with the ice cream man, and uh, his like life got shattered because Dexter paid him in a jar full of pennies for like a fifteen dollar ice cream. No, that's a good one. I don't. It's a really good one. I don't remember that one. It was like the weird ice cream man. He had like two. Two really big buck teeth. Um, he was gonna put the the jar in the safe, but his shoe was untied, and uh, he didn't think to put the jar down before tying his shoe. And he fell and like broke his tooth, and now he can't eat ice cream. It's really sad. I can't eat ice cream. It hurts my teeth. Makes me sad. I mean, every once in a while you indulge, right? Not really. Not even like once a year. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. But every time I regret it. <laughs> I feel you. I have to do like a... Like, like you try to clench your palate like, with your saliva. I got to like keep it on my tongue, you know? Like oh, yeah, that's not enjoyable I, at all. I can't all. let it like hit my teeth at all. Or the roof of my mouth. I just have a sensitive mouth. Well, then you would actually have to lick ice cream. Yeah. How like you're like supposed to. I never understood that. You know? Like You'd the be tongue there always for like, comes out like like 14 inches, and then like just the tip of the tongue does this weird like lapping thing yeah. against the ice cream. You I know? never understood that. Very, um, It's probably easier to draw. And it'd be way more uncomfortable if it was just them like taking like tooth bites out of an ice cream. Like, yeah. You know, leaving like little teeth marks on the ice cream. Mm-hmm. Um, that doesn't sound good. Doesn't sound fun for anyone. Okay. Um <clears throat> Ice cream, like, bars, as in, like, yes. sandwiches, yes. and then, like, yes. the candy ones versus, like, scoops of ice cream. Yes. Which one? Mm. I'm going... Because you kind of have more variety with the scoops. You know what I mean? I would go the Twix or the Snickers okay. S tier. All right. Okay? Mm-hmm. Then scoops of Briar's chocolate oreo so it's chocolate ice cream with oreo instead of vanilla with oreo okay is like a tier but it also has to have like hot fudge on it stuff like that i got you like scoops of that yeah and then everything else is like c and belower hmm. c and lower interesting like um, ice cream sandwiches and stuff i've never really done it for really me because you have to use your teeth to eat them even when you were a kid, you have to like take a bite out of for it, the you know the teeth problems. Yeah, no, I'd still. I think I would rather have had uh, 
you know what I used to like that you had to bite into was those um, fudge sickles. It's like a ice cream bar. Uh huh. The whole thing's just chocolate, but it has like a it has a very specific texture that I can't quite describe. Okay. So it's ice cream, not like a mm-hmm. popsicle. What do you think the worst flavor of ice cream is? Mm. For uh, me, it's strawberry. For me, it's anything with nuts in it. Even like the chocolate? Yeah, but you if, think if that's it was like worse? Rocky Road or something, yeah. You I, think that's I just, worse than strawberry? I can't do nuts. I, I, I think strawberry is like I would do strawberry worse. over anything with nuts. Ugh. For sure. 100. Well, the Snickers, doesn't that have nuts in it? Uh, You know, it does, but it's, it's different. Because the Snickers has nuts in it. They got that vein. You know what I'm saying? That veiny. It does. Did you see they um, released that no vein Snickers? <laughs> but it was like actually just like a factory error. <laughs> yeah. You know? This thing. Oh, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Sometimes it'll have like. If you would have said the one with the blue bell with the with the dude on it. <laughs> the I would construction like, yeah, worker. I, I, on the well, they, I think they change it like every couple of years yeah. or so. Yeah. But yeah. They got to stay inclusive. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you remember the whole fiasco when people were like going into like Walmart and HEB and all that kind of stuff and opening up like bluebell ice cream and just like licking it and putting it back? I do. I hope they got what they deserved. Do you remember Lupe fiasco? Yeah, I do. Okay. Kick push. Yeah. Yeah. Coast. Definitely better than Kid Cudi. I'll say that right now. You know, (laughs) I agree. I mean, his other music, like lyrically, is a lot better than Kid Cudi. I will... I don't know that I know anything from Lupe aside from that song, honestly. I can't name anything, but I know I've heard some, and I know it's insanely better. Yeah, I know it exists. Um, uh, what was the thing that we uh, thought of yesterday? Um, what? Suicide Boys is the new ICP. Uh, no, what I said was uh, Tech 9 fans are now Suicide Boys fans. Oh, yeah, yeah like, They're true. the same people. Yeah, 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 You know what I'm saying? 100%. I've, I've never really been a fan me neither. Um, I don't like Tech Nine. I'd tell him to his face. He is the. Um, I'm a psycho. Yeah. So <laughs> I think I'm going to say it. Tech Nine is a uh, black, insane clown posse. Same type of fans, same exact like message with the music. I would say Tech Nine is is has more talent than ICP. Yeah. But as far as the vibe you get i think it's the same yeah. across the board fans are pretty much the same mm-hmm. yeah. um yeah i've never really been into him like cool he can rap fast but like there's a lot of other people that can do it too sure and they're better yeah um i don't know i've always been more of like a lyrical and like beat kind of guy i don't know i think i'm more fits catchy probably just the beat yeah you know, I like yeah. like if I want to listen to rap, I prefer something like with a lot of eight oh eights. Yeah, or like a dirty like trap. You who know, you, they could be just talking about absolute nonsense. Who if, do you think like the best like rap hip hop <clears throat> producer is? Producer I, or I like beat I, maker? I wouldn't say I know enough of them to say. I know. I know uh, it's kind of Mike a cop out answer. I know. Uh, I hear that a lot. Hey, Pierre, want to come out here? You know that one? No. That producer tag? That one's good. That's from Jamie Foxx show. No, I have no clue. I also don't one. think I've ever seen a single episode of the Jamie Foxx show really? in my life. Yeah. Did you ever watch the show with the Waynes brothers? We watched white stuff. Oh. You know what I mean? Typical white family. 
my parents are painfully white. So there was a lot of like uh, home improvement, you know? Yeah. Frasier, that kind of stuff. No, I gotcha. I mean, the blackest thing we watched was Steve Urkel. We didn't even watch like Fresh Prince growing up. Really? And it wasn't like a, my parents are just, they were very uh, vanilla. There was no like anti-blackness about it. I think they just preferred like the 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 cheesy just the yeah the super vanilla like super no I got no you. edge to it whatsoever type yeah. sitcom you know yeah I feel you on that because we didn't even watch like Seinfeld or Friends because they thought it was like too edgy like like for real like yeah we watched oh. like the safe family shows and the it's like Steve Urkel was like a safe family show you know yeah what I mean? <clears throat> well, we used to watch Everybody Loves Raymond that. We did watch that one. We Some did watch episodes that one. are good, but the the but, person I don't like the most is Raymond. They also, <clears throat> yeah, his brother was the best character. Everybody knows that. Yeah, with the weird touching the spoon to his chin every time he ate. <laughs> yeah. Um, but there was like plenty of like quote unquote like white shows. Like I said, like Frasier or uh, mm-hmm. uh, Seinfeld and Friends that that they didn't like either. We didn't watch um, King of Queens at all. Yeah. Like that's something that I kind of got into as an adult, and I was like, "Dude, I like I like this show." Yeah, um, honestly, that's like the only thing I've ever liked that Kevin James has put out besides Paul Blart. Paul Blart's kind of goaded though. Mm-hmm. Second one's there. Wasn't, but hasn't Kevin James been a side character in a few Adam Sandler movies? Uh, he was yeah. in Chuck and Larry. Yeah, that Chuck and Larry, funny. Grown Ups. Um, was I, he in? I'm picturing him in that Pixels movie, and I don't know he if he could have been. I never watched that one. It's kind of good. Like, um, in a, in a, in a, it's awful, but like it's in enjoyable. A way. Yeah, it's enjoyable. Uh, I don't. I don't. I haven't really seen anything since uh, Jack and Jill came out. I, 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 I never I saw haven't that even one. seen uh, Uncut Gems. A lot of people were like raving about that when it came out. I saw him in something recently where he was like a cop with like a big beard. Does that sound familiar? What am I thinking of? I don't know. It was it was a weird. Um, how do I organize his filmography by year? Is what I would like to do. Uh, okay, actor. Oh, no, wait. I think I just deleted. Ah, shit. What am I doing? <laughs> oh no. Let's just let's just start over. Well, there was a thing that said actor and uh-huh. had like a little X next to it. Producer, director. You know. So I clicked the one that said actor, but I think the whole button is just X, like to get rid of it. Mm. Wait, was it? Oh, no. Okay. He wasn't home team. I forgot. That's actually a pretty good one. Haven't seen it. Was it? Was it that Hubie, Hubie Halloween? Yeah. I think that's the he one had where a mustache. No. I thought he had like a beard and like a mullet. And he was Maybe. like a fat cop. Maybe. I, I swear. I, I think I've seen like partial of that movie I give it a chance look, 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 look. Adam okay. Sandler has Here's the, the poster here's the poster okay how do I get rid of this is so stupid fix your website IMDB look half the poster is completely covered by that info at the bottom and you can't get rid of it there's no way to get rid of that info that's stupid isn't that retarded <clears throat> what I just I just want to see I feel like Kevin was... James in Hoobie Halloween Happy Halloween, <laughs> Kevin James. I'm trying to. I want to show you. Yeah, see, he's like a fat guy with a beard and mullet. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't think I made it that far into the movie. He's in the whole movie. It's not a great movie. 
It because it's uh, Adam Sandler is literally just playing the water boy in that movie. Really? Well, if you watch all of Adam Sandler's movies, you realize he has like two characters. Yeah. And he's just the same of those two characters in every movie he's ever been in. Yeah, but you know what? Like, a lot of his movies, they made me feel wholesome. And I think that's why I like them a lot. Well, I think that's more a testament to that's what movies were like yeah. back then. Yeah, yeah, You know, Waterboy and Billy Madison and all those. Like, they had the happy ending. Happy Gilmore. Happy Gilmore. Big Daddy. Now movies are... 51st Dates. I don't know. They leave you Wedding Singer. Empty and dead inside. Yeah, I haven't really watched any. What eight, was that? Eight uh, crazy Murder. Nights. You remember that one? I love that one. Isn't that the animated? Yeah, yeah Christmas that one's one? good. Yeah, well, Hanukkah, I guess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Happy Hanukkah. Yeah, we're not gonna start singing that. I'm saying. That's the only other word you can remember. Like, well, I just, can't remember if it's you put on your yarmulke or something you else. Skip so much. You said Happy Hanukkah. Yarmulke. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to quote it wrong, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, we used to watch um, it is a truly... lot of those sitcoms, and then SNL when it was good, you know. Yeah, I do know. I do know. Politics ruin everything. Yeah, you know. And as soon as SNL decided that it was just going to be a like okay. political um, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. sketch comedy, yeah, um, it's no longer fun. All right, you got to pick one. <clears throat> SNL in its prime, in your opinion, or okay. Mad TV in its prime? Ooh. Because I, I used to watch Mad TV a lot, too. In its prime, SNL. Because Mad That's TV, a... even in its prime, still felt like Walmart brand SNL. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, like, if you really think about Mad TV, they've got what? Stewart? Yeah. And, um... and that's a, that's that's about it. You well, know, no, there as was far the, as like uh, major characters and major skits. You know what I mean? Because like, how many how many SNL skits spun off into like movies? movies. Yeah, yeah. How many Mad TV skits did? Uh, just one show that I can think of. A show? Uh, Key and Peele. <laughs> and even that, you know, that's not. Yeah. All the Mad TV. That's not a Mad TV ripoff. That's like, a Chappelle show ripoff. Yeah. Well, even then, you know. A lot of those people from Mad TV didn't really do much after, like. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying because yeah. it just didn't have the reach that SNL yeah. did. You know, plus SNL was primetime television. Yeah, and Mad TV was like Comedy Central. It wasn't on primetime, right? So I don't I even like, know when the new episodes premiered. I used to I think always you could watch have it on, like, basic cable and get SNL. But you couldn't get Mad TV on basic cable. You had to have like one could. of the packages. Comedy Central was basic cable. What was that? What was that? Was that you or me? Yeah, that was me. Was it? Yeah. Was that your stomach coming out of your throat? I hope we picked that sound up. If so, I'm going to amplify it by like a thousand. No, you should put like a little, little uh, baby xenomorph in there. What channel was Mad TV on? Channel 60. Yeah, which was uh, Comedy Central. Yeah, basic cable. No, when I'm talking basic cable, I'm talking you got 12 channels, like prime time. You know, like the ABC, NBC, CBS, like the basic, basic. Like you got the cable box with two buttons. You don't, you don't, have, you don't have a cable box. You know what I'm saying? I'm talking no. you got like an antenna, like not even cable. Basic TV is what I'm saying. Well, you should have uh, said basic TV. Bro, I'm about to come over. <laughs> you can get some basic. Um, Mad TV. Fox and the CW, what? 
That's what it was. It was originally on Fox. Okay, that makes sense. Because Comedy Central is but a Fox, subsidy of Fox. Fox was a basic um, basic channel. So it was basic cable. Boom. Number of episodes, 329. But uh, let's look at the SNL Wikipedia. Yeah, there's a I would like to know how many episodes of SNL there have been. Over a thousand. Oh, easy. Easy. Uh, let's see. Number of seasons, 48. Number of episodes, 939. I was pretty close. I, like I would have thought so much higher than that. Well, think about it. I don't think they do it every week, but it's been around since the 70s. 1975, yeah. So I would have thought over a 1,000. I'm actually surprised it hasn't hit a 1,000 yet. Of course, I guess that also makes sense because I feel like they're going to go all out like oh the thousandth episode and it'll be a big thing on like social media and like we'll definitely hear about it i'm sure it will be ass yeah 100 percent. yeah for sure um i can't remember the last cool thing that i i also i i can't remember the last time i purposely sat down to watch an snl sketch it's been a while for me on rare occasions someone will send me one or i'll scroll across like a clip of one on tiktok yeah you know what i'm saying I think the last, like, newest one I saw, it was, like, the the Adam Sandler family reunion where uh, yeah, that doesn't sound it's, like, to his at whole all. family comes in, but, like, all his movie characters are based uh, on members of his family. The most recent thing I saw was when Chappelle went off script on his monologue. Oh, yeah. Which I think is pretty rare. The latest one? Yeah. Or the, it, it was, like, what, two months ago or something like that? It was yeah. all over TikTok? There's a dude on <coughs> SNL now that was on Wild and Out, and he's never been funny to me. Wild and Out? It's not that one dude that does that uh, song, is it? No, it's. Uh, I think his name's Howie Day. I could be wrong. Asking no questions. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah. He was on Wild and Out. <laughs> yeah, that's why I was asking. Yeah, yeah. Is it that guy? No. That guy's funny. Yeah, I like he's that funny. Guy. Yeah. Um, Speaking of shows that were cringy and not funny, Wild and Out, am I right? <laughs> Yeah, there was a lot. There was a, there, there was more bad parts than good yeah, parts. I there'd think. be like a few hit or miss parts, but it still felt like like old like white Nick Cannon was only doing it to uh, trying to like his kids appeal to the urban youth. You know, like hello yeah. fellow kids, like yeah. let's get edgy. You know, like that's not, it always felt that way to me. It yeah. didn't feel like uh, I don't know genuine. I don't know. Were you really? Not really into, but like, did you ever indulge into like MTV's reality shows, like pre Jersey Shore? No, you never saw any of those. Well, Pimp My Ride was tight. <laughs> Pimp My Ride. But well, you, are Next, you talking like uh, Room Raiders? Uh, hold on, are you talking uh, uh, Road Rules? I think it was called The Challenge. Um, what was the one where they all lived in the house? Um, It wasn't True Life. No, no, no. Um, True Life was like a docu. The Real World. Real World. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, I, I watched a few seasons of that. But you never watched like. But the best was Real World. Uh, what was it? Atlanta or whatever? What they did on the Chappelle show? Yeah. It was, yeah. Oh, it was called the Mad Real World. That's yeah, what yeah. it was. Yeah, that one was good. <laughs> uh, that was so funny. Oh my god. Just thinking about it cracks me up. It's like. Get up out of here before I carve some bacon off your back. <laughs> Stabs his dad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
Yeah. Well, no, they had like different <laughs> shows. And this was like, this was like what I was watching when I was like six or seven. They had like. I watched MTV Spring Break while my parents were at work over summer. Tight. What year? Mm, this would have been, let's say I was probably 13, maybe, you know? So 99. Uh, did you just do that math? Like yeah, that? I did. Dang, eighty six. Yeah, yeah. So probably not. Yeah, 99. no. Yeah, yeah. Wait, is that math right? You were? Did you say thirteen or sixteen? So I would have been ten and ninety six. Yeah, yeah. You know. So probably uh, yeah. Probably MTV like, Spring Break ninety nine. Probably like ninety nine. This is where I reference. Uh, <laughs> what? Who was playing at MTV Spring Break ninety <laughs> nine? Oh and it was Bleak eighty two. Yeah, it was. You don't remember? I'm no. sure you remember. No, I was watching it because it was like you could see <clears throat> boobs, chicks with <laughs> big boobs and bikinis on television. Yeah. And my parents were at work. You do the math. You do. <laughs> All right. You do the math. I do. Um, yeah. That's some pretty quick math on my part. That was good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I think I watched like the later ones. What the spring breaks? Yeah, because they were still doing I mean, it. I used to watch TRL a lot too when I got home from daily. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember significantly, uh, significantly. <sighs> yeah, try that one again. Um, there you go. <laughs> um, it was who was fighting for the top spot? It was like a three way tie between uh, Fallout Boy, Sugar, We're Going Down, uh, MCR, um, Helena, and then it was Mariah Carey. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Sadly, Some, something about us. I, I bet. I bet Mariah Carey bodied the other two. <laughs> no, it was like it was switching up every week, and I was just like, "So who?" I was like, "One of these two better beat her." You know? I don't know. That's the queen. Of, that's the queen of Christmas, though. You know. No. It's like expecting Gerard Way to beat up Santa Claus. It's just not going to happen. One of them's magic. The other one wears they, a dress. You know. They did a song for Yo Gabba Gabba. MCR. Yeah. Ew. <laughs> It was pretty bad, but you know, probably uh, for uh, branching out. They might be giants who did the, uh, you know, that song about Istanbul? It's like Istanbul, it's Constantinople. Now it's Istanbul. You know that song? Yeah, I know that song. They're the same band that did the hot dog song on Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. Did you know that? No, I didn't. Yep. Um, do you know. Um... <clears throat> Uh, that what's new Scooby Doo song? No, is that like from the newer iteration? It's of like Scooby-Doo? early two thousands. Uh, uh-uh. it was done by Simple Plan. No, I've only ever seen like the old old Scooby Doo's. Phineas and Ferb. Speaking of, can we talk about this dog shit new Velma show? Can I that's make out? one more cartoon sure. song reference. Phineas and Ferb. Yep, you know who Bowling did that for one? Soup. Yep. I just guessed. I swear no, to God. It? I swear to God. It was just a guess. No, I was thinking about how the song sounded, you know, and I was like, it sounds like a Bowling for Soup song. Yeah. Huh. Good job. Well, cool. Yeah. I mean, they have a pretty distinct sound. Yeah. You can tell it's them, you know. <clears throat> I was more surprised about the- Simple I mean, plan one. No, that they might be giants doing the hot dog song, but I think most people don't know who they might be giants are, so, you know. I don't really know who yeah. they are. I mean, I only know them for that one- Song. What one song? The hot dog song? No, the Constantinople, Istanbul. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is a banger. I don't know if I could legally play like 10 seconds of it or not. But I would have risked it. Well, we're, we're doing it. 
I think you're allowed like 30 seconds before you get hit with a copyright strike. I want people to know what song I'm talking about, okay? It's a banger. You know what I'm talking about? You know this song at all? When you said the words, I knew it. It's got a... Yeah. Yeah. That song. Yeah. Same band that did uh, the hot dog song. I can't... Shut up! Bro, just close the app. Uh, On that note, I think we're going to take a quick ad break. (laughs) What, then we're going to talk about Velma? No, I don't even want to talk about Velma. I don't want to talk about it either. Because it's just another instance of an agenda being pushed, and, and they're taking an old, beloved childhood IP and dragging it through the mud so they can push it a social agenda. Do you remember a pup named Scooby Doo? Scooby Doo's not even in it. Exactly. There's no dog in it. Stupid. But do you remember a pup named Scooby Doo when they were all kids? I do. That one was a banger. Hey, I would I would shoot and bury Scrappy Doo in my backyard. Hate that dog. Hate that dog. We'll be right back. Okay. Noise. Noise. I found a Twitter thread. I know. (laughs) But I think it could be interesting. Paul Ferry. One of them blue check mark dudes. I don't know. They'd be giving everybody a blue check mark on Twitter. Yeah, because they pay eight bucks a month for it. You know, that's true. Should I get it? No. Okay. A list of predictions made in 1923 about 2023. So what it is, it is a, a uh, it's a collection of screenshots of old newspaper articles. Okay. Okay. No more hard work by 2023. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Charles P. Steinmetz. The electrical expert believes that the time is coming when there will be no long drudgery and that people will toil not more than four hours a day owing to the work of electricity and a visual, uh, an amazing transformation in life in 2023. Every city will be a spotless town. (laughs) So that's one Uh, false. Some of these, some of these are scary spot on though. Okay. Okay. Are they kind of vague? This one says we should worry. Okay. It is now predicted that by the year 2023, 
only a mere little stretch of a century ahead, women will probably be shaving their heads, exclamation point, and the men will be wearing curls. Also, the maidens may uh, pronounce it the height of style and personal primping to blacken their teeth. Won't we be pretty? Girls do be shaving their heads and do girl, guys be getting perms and stuff. Yeah. You know? Uh, Pretty so. accurate. And I like how uh, it says we should worry. It's <laughs> funny. We should worry. Uh, <clears throat> Minneapolis Journal. It is an attractive prophecy that Glenn Curtis, the airplane authority, gives of air flight. He predicted that by the year 2023, gasoline as a mode of power will have been replaced by radio and that the skies will be filled with myriad craft sailing over well-defined routes. Radio will replace gasoline was the prediction, which is not true, but true. Because like cell phone signals? Well, yeah, like the way we communicate has changed, you know. Um, So I think that could be accurate in that like, we're no longer using planes to deliver packages and messages. Well, packages, yes, but like letters and, you know, that kind of stuff. It's all done by radio now, I guess. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. That one is not quite there. Uh, all people will be beautiful. <sighs> Missed that mark, huh? Beauty contests will be unnecessary. As there will be so many beautiful people that it will be almost impossible to select winners. The same will apply to baby contests. They used to have baby contests? Who's the biggest baby? Dang. Uh, is baby baby? Is that, right is that now. true though? What are people more attractive than they've ever been? Do we not recognize that beautiful was... people anymore because now, like, the articles were from 1923, right? Yeah. So, like, our average people now would have been considered like drop dead gorgeous in the 20s. I don't know. Have beauty standards changed that much? Because if think you think about it, there's pretty, we see pretty people in the shop every day. But yeah. to us, it's just like, oh, yeah, that's just like a, a nice average uh, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, have beauty standards you. raised? Or do we just... I uh, think they have, but... Maybe man, beauty's been redefined. bitches in 1923. Sure, but there's there's the same now. But I think <laughs> on average, yeah. on average, yeah, yeah. people are more attractive. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because, because sure. of things like uh, makeup. Is readily available for anyone. Uh, personal hygiene and things like yeah. that have like dramatically increased. You know what I'm saying? The quality of life in general. Yeah, people are probably taking improved. better care of like their teeth and, yeah. and things like that. You know, their skin. There was no skincare routine in 1923. You yeah, know it was called saying? water and soap. <sighs> Uh, life expectancy. This is funny because this is two back-to-back ones, okay? The first one, by 2023, the average life of man could be increased to 100 years. In individual cases, it could be increased to 150, perhaps 200 years. The very next one uh, says, a scientist says a century from now, the average length of human life will be 300 years. Quite a change. We of today have been living that long about once a month. I don't know what that means. This is weird. This is mad weird because I don't even understand what this means. Kidney cozies will be worn to protect the kidneys on chilly days. Just the same as a teapot in the north is kept warm by a tea cozy. You mean jackets? 
Because <laughs> your kidneys are like, you know, yeah. like internal in the abdomen area. Jackets existed in the 20s. Yeah. I don't, I don't understand know. the prediction. What's he trying to say? What's a kidney cozy? Is there like a kidney epidemic back then or something? I don't know. I've never gone outside and been like, damn, my kidneys is cold, you know? (laughs) I need a kidney cozy. That one's weird. It is a little abnormal. Here's a second one. Mm -hmm. Curls for Men by 2023. They were really concerned with dudes curling their hair. Big, big concern. Uh, This one's actually accurate. The population of the United States in the year 2023, probably 300 million, will imply an immense progress in the drainage of our lowlands, in the irrigation of arid lands. So I believe we're up to, last I looked, it was like 336 million. So we've actually exceeded his prediction. Uh, current U.S. Population is 331.9 million. You can probably add another like thousand to that. Thousand? Yeah, for every second that goes by. (laughs) Wow, one whole thousand, huh? I would think. (laughs) Uh, 331. I don't know how often they do a census, but yeah. Anyway, uh, the prediction was 300 million. We're at 331. Canada, um, May well have a hundred million people. She is powerful now with her fine equipment for transport of commerce and trade, equipment sufficient to serve twice the number of people she has today. And with a hundred million population, who can set bounds for the power of Canada one hundred years from now? All right, so let's look at current Canada population. I feel like they're probably well over. Yo, nope, y'all weak. Still under 100 million? 38. Dang. All of Canada, 38 million. You're weak. I said it. Y'all need to start making babies. Step your step your game up. I don't know. Maybe not under that dude. They got running the show. <laughs> utensils will be made of pulp. I found this interesting, okay? Uh, utensils and dwellings will be manufactured largely of pulps and cements so as to utilize vegetation and stone in every stage of decay, ordinary waste or unfitness. I find that interesting because I think about uh, like the paper straws and stuff that they're putting. Yeah. So in like a weird way that that kind of is coming to fruition Mm -hmm. because they're trying to find alternatives for plastic that uh, decompose. Yeah. Biodegradable stuff. Not a lot of people. Um, flights from Chicago to Hamburg will only take 18 hours. Chicago to Hamburg, Germany? Chicago to Hamburg. Flight time. I feel like it would take 13. Nine hours and 40 minutes. Dang. So it's actually half of what they predicted. Newspapers will have been out of business for 50 years. Not yet. We're close. Yeah, getting close. I would love that. However, they've all just gone online. That's the only difference. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> In reading a forecast of 2023, when many varieties of wait, 
aircraft are flying through the heavens, we do not begin the day by reading the world's news, but by listening to it. For the newspaper has gone out of business more than half a century before. I guess that's true. Kind of right. Kind of, yeah. Um, Private kitchens will disappear. Tomorrow's food will be seasoned and prepared by chemical formulas. Also kind of true. Mm-hmm. which will preserve the freshness of fruits and meats, rid them of indigestible qualities, and send them to the table ready to use. It's actually pretty true. If you think about all the prepackaged food that we eat, you know what I mean? Like they are pretty much, like you don't have to make, you don't have to slaughter a chicken, prepare it, batter it, fry it, and now you have fried chicken. Like yeah. now you can just go back, buy a bag of Tyson chicken and pop it in the microwave, you know? Or the air fryer. Mm-hmm. Instead of sauces that merely cozen the plate, that's a new word for me, we shall have delectable blends of concentrated vitamins, calories, ferments, and tissue tonics. Cozen. Uh, Cancer, tuberculosis, infantile paralysis, locomotor ataxia, and leprosy will be eradicated. So, nope. I haven't haven't taken care of that yet. Publicly. <laughs> uh, war will be wireless, and we might have telepathy. So half true. A lot of our war is being fought by drones and uh, information on things like social media and stuff like that. <sighs> yeah, that's a long one. I'm not going to read that whole one. <clears throat> People will communicate using watch-sized radio telephones. True. Hella true. The Apple Watch. Yeah. It is a watch-sized radio telephone. They knew that 100 years ago. By 2023, there will be no mail between New York and San Francisco. Pittsburgh and London concerns will record on talking films orders from merchants in Peking, and a 1,000-mile-an-hour freighters will make deliveries of goods before sunset. Hmm. Not true, but not far off because we have, like, Amazon with the two-day shipping, you know what I mean? Watch size radio telephones will keep everybody in communication with the ends of the earth. That's true. Mm-hmm. That's actually the last one they have here on the on that that Twitter thread. I wish it was longer. I'd like I mean, to a lot of them were true. A lot of them were kind of also like out there. Yeah, know? I for one am definitely concerned by the amount of uh, men getting their hair curled, for sure. You know. Hmm. They were right. Like we should be worried. <laughs> think so? Can you imagine? Like well, you wake like up a- in 1923. You know, like, whoa, what is this world called? Men wearing curls. I never. Which is because, like, back in the if if they could see the world we actually live in, to <laughs> be like, yeah. turns out curls weren't that weren't that big of a deal. There are other things we should have been concerned with. Why is that man's fingernails painted? <laughs> yeah. And six inches long. Uh, I don't know, man. What do you think the world's going to be like in 100 years from now? 100 years from now? Like if somebody digs up this podcast in 2123, and they're like, Glee <laughs> You know? I don't know Glee's why. Orp. Yeah, that's... I don't know if that's an alien that has taken over Earth or maybe that's just what society has, has evolved into. 
We're all like um, uh, just brains in here's my floating here's my bat, like Futurama, <clears throat> just like heads. Facebook and Twitter have joined forces with Amazon, they, with Amazon, Ooh. and uh, went under the new name Skynet. I think Bezos is now immortal, but he calls himself Lex Luthor. Yeah, mm. and he's uh, a hologram, like the thing in Power Rangers. And the sun is encompassed by a Dyson sphere. It's sci-fi stuff. Look it up. And uh, that's where our energy comes from. <laughs> uh, robots, T eight hundreds to be exact. <laughs> I hate you. Would have taken over the world. And somehow some German scientist has learned how to reconstruct dinosaurs from uh Can you give me one, one original idea? Prediction that is not just an 80s or 90s sci-fi movie. In a hundred years, huh? Um, you think everybody operates off of like neural net implants by that point? I can see that happening. You know? Um. Uh, speaking of this, I saw an article the other day about a new product that Apple's putting out that is VR, but it's, it's a wearable. Okay. So it's like a VR headset, but it's probably about the size of like a glasses case. So uh-huh. it's much, much, much smaller than what's currently on the market, but it has pass through. So like you can see the whole world around you and it basically, you wear it all day, every day. It replaces your cell phone and your Apple watch and it just puts your whole world in like augmented reality. So kind of what the Google glasses was supposed to was be. Was supposed to be, but it didn't take off. But we're talking Apple. They have yeah. yet to put out a product that wasn't commercially successful. So I think yeah. if any product, if any company can put out a VR that actually integrates our daily life into it, it, it would be Apple for yeah. sure. And I, I'm not going to say any names because I know there's like some NDA stuff going on, but I tattoo a guy who works for Facebook. Okay, mm-hmm. um, and he has told me that a large portion, if not the majority, of the money that Facebook Meta is currently spending is on VR because they have switched to Meta. They've created the Metaverse where they're and they're trying so hard to push the Metaverse and to integrate as many users as they can into the Metaverse. So they're basically trying to create a like a Ready Player One style way of life where we yeah. will have meetings in VR, we'll go to school in VR, that kind of stuff. And I think the fact that Apple's putting this product out shows that they're taking what Meta's doing seriously enough to try to be competitive. So I think VR over the next like five years, we're going to see a massive boost in quality, mm-hmm. usability, and availability. So I think VR is, is the next thing. But Apple, from what, from what I've seen in that article, they're pushing specifically for AR. So VR stands for virtual reality. And augmented reality. And augmented reality means that you are – so like augmented reality would be if I put on glasses or I pointed my phone at the table – and the camera shows, the screen shows the whole table, but then maybe it shows a little virtual character dancing around on the table. Yeah, so like the first like big example I can think of uh, of AR coming out was Pokemon Go. Exactly, because uh, Pokemon Go even had an AR 
uh, I remember when you would go to catch a Pokemon, yeah, you'd you have could. the option of it would just be a standard grassy field like yeah. in the video game, or you could try to like catch them in our world or whatever. Yeah. But so uh, AR would be like, I walk into a room, the AR headset, because I'm wearing the headset, so I can see the room, I can see everything around me because there's cameras all on the outside of it that are feeding that image to the screens that are against yeah. my eyes, okay? So when I walk into a room, those cameras have already detected where the walls are, where the floor is, all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. So that way, I can see my environment. I can walk around in it safely without hurting myself. However, it's now projecting videos onto the wall and maybe there's a i'm in the middle of a meeting so now we have a 3d model of the building we're trying to build for loading in the middle of the room and we can all walk around that model and lean into it and zoom in on it and discuss it and that kind of thing i think like the most simplest way to put it it's it's kind of like a filter right to a degree you have your glasses on and then like top right corner you see like your battery life top left corner you see like the time sure and no nothing's been but everything other is still the peripheral itself we know as of right now what the glasses look like yeah. they don't look like glasses it looks like a very slim very sleek vr headset but we don't know what the heads-up display looks like but i imagine the hud itself will also be customizable just like your phone has customizable widgets you can yeah. decide on my home screen do i want the time and the battery and the weather do i want nothing yada yada I think it's going to be very simplistic when it first comes out, and then you'll be able to, like, you know, touch a button, and then, like, there's a screen you see, but you can, like, go like this and swipe through everything. Sure. Um, I wonder how much it's going to affect our daily life. Oh, it's definitely going to change. You know, like, in that first decade, because obviously we have to wait for the early adopters, and then we have to reach a threshold where it becomes commonplace yeah. and everybody owns it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but like, are we going to be driving with these headsets on? And then if I, so, I are there going to be laws so passed becomes, about like, oh, no VR headsets while driving? Like, yeah. you get a ticket for that, or you know, or I know. or are they actually going to integrate that? Because imagine you're driving with your headset on, you have a crystal clear image of everything that's around you, and you're not hindered in any way, but your GPS coordinates are on the screen. You, yeah. There's literally an arrow in the road that you can follow. Well, you maybe know what that's I'm just like what they're working on now. Yeah, yeah, and we don't know. And how much will it change video games? How much will it change social media? Oh, it, where yeah, people will become even more addicted. Well, and it, I mean, that could be cool because there's things like that that exist now on like the Oculus and stuff, but so few people have those that they haven't been integrated into our daily life. Yeah. But what is the Instagram VR app going to be like? Are you walking through a gallery where you can look that at people's photos? Or like Skype or like uh, Microsoft Teams meetings, like that kind of yeah. stuff. Are we now all actually like sitting in a boardroom and everyone's sitting around a table and we can turn and look at each other and you customize your avatar and everybody kind of like, you know, like some companies you work for will be like, huh, only realistic avatars or, you know, and then other companies like you got to drag in having yeah, a meeting and with I think an alien. going more and, towards like the VR realm. Yeah, you know? but if if they make a VR slash AR peripheral that we're wearing all day, then the um, the companies that are creating these programs, companies that are creating apps, the the quality of those is going to go through the roof. Right now, we have a really small pool of like VR games to choose from because yeah. VR hasn't been completely adopted by everybody yet. But if Apple puts out a wearable. 
that's actually made not for gaming, but to wear all day. And and all of the things that you do in your life are done through this peripheral, then every company is going to be programming specifically for that. Yeah, I think it's just going to turn society into more of a shit show than it already is. Absolutely. And I and I think that's part partly the goal. Like they need uh, yeah. us tethered to our devices. And if they make the devices really, really cool, so we want to be in them all day, then now they have another platform where they can be pumping us full of whatever information they want to pump yeah. us full of and things like that, which they've already done with social media, right? Yeah. Instagram started out as a really cool place to share photos with your friends. And now you can't get on there without seeing political opinions, uh, all these clickbait articles, like mm -hmm. information overload. It's no longer about seeing your friend's kid's birthday party. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Same with TikTok, same with Facebook, you know? Mm -hmm. They always sort of start as this fun social thing. And I think the AR and the VR will be the same thing. It's going to start as this thing that's so cool that we all want to have it. We're going to see that one TikTok of that one cool program that we're just like, dang. I, it's, like, it's like gaming, right? Yeah. You, see, you see a game blow up on Twitch or on TikTok, and you're like, I need to play that game. It's going to be the same thing. That one cool program is going to come out where you're like, I need that app. That sounds so tight. And then all you can think about is like, I need to go get that headset. I can't yeah. wait to do this thing or whatever. And then a year, two years, three years down the line, now it's like your entire life has been integrated into that headset. And it's just another like cell phone. Like if you left your house without your cell phone, would you say ah oh, damn and go to work or would you be like i have to turn around and go get it well i have to turn around and go get it i have to turn around and go get it you know what i'm saying i don't even need it but i can't fathom going a whole day without it and i'll yeah. justify it by being like oh what if my clients need to get a hold of me what yeah. if this what if that you know that's why cell phones were invented <clears throat> control i don't know about that but i think okay instagram Regardless of what it's turned into, Facebook, TikTok, I don't think they're invented for that purpose. No, no, no. but the, they're then molded into whatever yeah. purpose they want it Once to. Once it's out and enough people have adopted it, then I think the powers that be try to figure out how do we use this to our advantage. Yeah. And I think the Apple thing will be no different. It's going to be super dope when it comes out. I'm going to get it. <laughs> I was going to ask it, you, you know? if you were going to pre-order it. No, I'm not going to be like waiting in line, but you know, I'm sure within that first like six months, once I can just go to a store and pick one up, yeah, yeah. I'm probably going to set some money aside and pick it up, especially if it's a, a daily tool, you know, because I have an Oculus Quest, right? Yeah. But there are times where I'll go a couple weeks without even playing with it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because it's not a must-have daily. I've never once gone a couple of weeks without touching my cell phone. I can't go a couple hours without touching my cell phone, yeah. you know? It's been integrated into my daily life. And I think if Apple truly makes a wearable peripheral that is supposed to be integrated into your daily life and, and not just a toy that you pick up when you're bored, yeah, then I think that's the next phase of our technology. That's the next phase of human evolution. You could argue that this cell phone is human evolution because... It is so much a part of us that it might as well be a part of us, like grafted into us. We do not live. We don't exist. We don't plan. We don't grocery shop. We don't do anything without this device. Yeah. So I think the way humans are evolving now 
is not physically, but it's technologically. You got to stop me on it. I'm trying to. I'm fighting it so hard. What are you doing? I'm tired. Bro, every Monday we go through this. Halfway through the podcast, you zone out, your eyes glass over, and you just start yawning. (laughs) I'm trying to get someone to intellectually stimulate me right now. I'm trying. No, you're trying I to stimulate you opinion. the inside of your eyelids. That's what you're trying to stimulate. Yeah. Does that feel good? <laughs> that feels so good closing your eyes right oh. now. <laughs> oh, slow down, baby. <clears throat> no. Um, I'm taking no, host so applications, co-host applications. Somebody on my level. Well, no, I think it's going to be like a like another human evolution, but I think it's going to be an also like another like social demotion. Um. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know what I mean? Explain. Like uh human interaction in public. Like people are gonna be so addicted to it that they won't even know how to interact with other people outside of like the AR VR glasses, you know what I mean? Well and it, yeah. we're already kind of seeing that with phones within like the past like ten or so years. Well, and think about uh if every interaction we have is in an online space, every interaction, then that now means every single interaction we have can be recorded, it can be like graded, you know? True. But to then, where we, we get to that point where we have like a social credit score. Like, oh, you said the wrong thing and you thought the wrong thing and I mean, we have a record exists of it. exists now. Kind of, yeah. You know, I mean, you can cancel culture. deplatformed and canceled. And is this just the next? Because now, like, let's say you are wearing a device that you're interacting with everybody. Does that mean every moment of your day is being recorded and logged as data you know i would assume literally everything Um, you see everything you say think about like uh projected and targeted ads based on like yeah are they going to be selling some of your vision as ad space where you're like you're driving down the road and there's a pop-up window in the corner of your eye like i feel like it's going to just not destroy humanity but you know it's going to cause a lot more problems in every day-to-day life but because people don't know control they don't know how to control themselves but we also tend to look at things with that doomsday mentality you know because it's so easy for me to talk so much crap about my cell phone but i'm still on it all day why because it does also benefit my life in a lot of ways it does but realistically like People still like text and drive and still get in car accidents. Sure. And imagine like that's amplified by like these glasses, you know. But okay, I live an hour away from mm-hmm. where I work. The idea of going back to not having like two billion podcasts and a hundred thousand audio books and all that stuff just like in my pocket. Yeah, it's unfathomable. Yeah. And it's hard to think I mean When's the last time you went to the bathroom and you forgot your cell phone in another room? It is miserable. Like, if you have to poop or you're actually going to be there for a minute and you don't have your cell phone, it's it's like I start feeling almost like withdrawal symptoms, (laughs) you know? Oh, I know. It's miserable. So, I mean, clearly, aside from the fact that it's an addiction, which is unhealthy in any means, it is adding enough of something to our life that we are like literally almost scared to do life without it. The average person, I would say some people are good at it. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I see the benefits, but I feel like the social construct of like that 
it's we're just going to become more and more like not computerized, but but in a way, yeah. Especially if this coincides with the advent of like neural implants, which is something yeah. they're pushing really, really hard for right now. I don't think I could ever do that. I don't think I ever will, but mine is based more on like religious beliefs, especially when it comes to like end time prophecy and things like that. But I think the average person will once enough people adopt it, especially when they start to roll out. Oh, if you have these Apple glasses, they actually pair with your Neuralink and now you can do this, this and this. Yeah. I'm you know, good. the same Would way you still buy it though, everybody has AirPods, right? You don't have AirPods. I don't. But when's the last time I tattooed somebody that didn't have an AirPod in? I can't remember. Because it's become accepted to the point that now everybody's on board. You know, yeah. and it's still it's a peripheral that pairs with your phone that makes your life easier. It benefits your life. Now you can tap the side of your head and answer phone. You can tap the side of your head and turn it up and down. Yeah. So what I'm saying is when the neural link is now pairing with the glasses and now you're not getting all the benefits unless you install this thing in your brain. I think a lot of people are going to jump on board once that that first select small group jumps on board. What do you think is worse? Okay. A guy who has speakerphone conversations or guy who has AirPod conversations? Speakerphone. At the end of the day, ultimately, AirPod conversation is no different than a telephone conversation. Yeah. I'm still only hearing one side of it. Speakerphone, now I have to hear the whole conversation. But what does drive me nuts is AirPod people that just walk around and you're like, you'll try to talk to them. Yeah. And you'll see them like take an AirPod. Oh, I'm sorry. Were you talking to me? Like, yeah. that drives me nuts. Yeah. That drives me nuts. Yeah, for sure. I'm like, I, I have AirPods, but I only ever used them when I went to the gym. Sure. Just because, like, I, I, I couldn't <clears throat> go to the gym without listening to my own music. Well, as a society, we've become so isolated. Like I will tattoo somebody. Yeah, they and will it's have only gonna AirPods. Get worse if we have. Those. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm not saying you're wrong. But us saying like, "Oh, I can see where this goes bad," doesn't stop it from happening. Yeah, and it's not going to stop us from owning it either. Yeah, you know, I mean, the proof is sitting on the table. I see two iPhones recording our entire conversation right now. You know what I'm saying? They're just sitting there. Yeah, we have them. The same way we're going to have the other ones. Yeah. I don't think I would ever get the glasses, though. That's what you're gonna have the glasses. I don't think I'll get the neural link, but I guarantee you, if the glasses come out, it's an Apple product. If it gets to a point where it's like an iPhone and everybody has one, you're not gonna be the dude that doesn't have one. You're not. Yo, it would be so tight if I can take like wipe down videos and like not even have. <laughs> my but that's phone, what I'm saying. Like... You'll be, dude. We record this. We record this in 4K on an iPad. I yeah. own cameras, and that iPad takes better video. You know what I'm saying? So they already have the technology. I have to assume these glasses are going to come with 4K cameras and 4K, 4K screens on the inside. Yeah. So everything, you're going to be seeing the entire world in 4K. And honestly, I can get really close to my phone, as close as I possibly can before my vision gets blurry, and I cannot see individual pixels. It never pixelates, no yeah, matter how true. close I move it to my face. Which means it's basically as clear as real life. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. I mean, I think I think it's going to get to a point. Maybe not like in the next like two to five years, but I think in the next decade where instead of waking in up. In our lifetime. Yeah. 
instead of waking up and the first thing you do, what's the first thing you do? You grab your phone off the nightstand, right? No. That's the first thing I do. First thing I do. Yeah, you. I wake up, grab it, look at my notifications, then I set it back down and I go pee and stuff like that. But it's still the first thing I do. Oh, what time is it? Grab your phone. You know what I'm saying? It's the first thing you do. I'm not saying I, I you wake up and play on it, but no, the I, first I thing you do is grab it. Yeah. Turn off the alarm. Turn off the alarm. Look at it. What time is it? You know what I'm saying? Oh, I got some notifications. Set it back down. It's going to get to that point with the AR glasses where it's going to be commonplace. You wake up, uh, reach to the nightstand, grab the glasses, strap them on your head. Yeah. Oh, now I can get up and get dressed and see what the weather's like. And because also, I mean, that's kind of cool too. Think about it. You're sitting there brushing your teeth and you can just like look Multi-task, to the side and, yeah. oh, there's the weather. Look to the side. Oh, there's my schedule for the day. You know, I can see all the ways it benefits us. We just know based on the course of human history and the way technology is bastardized by companies that are looking to advertise to you. They want to sell you, yeah. they want your money, right? That it's only a matter of time before it becomes that. And then you can buy Apple Premium, which is no ads. So now for $29.99 a month on no, top of your, you know, now, oh, we'll make sure no pop-ups show up in your peripheral vision while you're trying to like play with your toddler. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Want a break from the ads? That would even change like content. Yeah. Content creating. Yes, because now everybody can go out and create content in 360. In three, 3D 360. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So now when I watch a YouTube video, I'm not watching a dude talk to a camera. I'm sitting in the same room as the dude as he talks to me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And now instead of, I mean, you could, oh, I, I'm, I pay-per-viewed the X Games. And you're literally sitting in the stadium, like, watching it happen. You know what I'm saying? Like... Like the, the applications are sick, but we also know where it's going to go yeah. the same way everything goes. But that's it's not going to stop me from having it and enjoying the parts of it that I want to enjoy because I'm also like a nerd for tech. Every yeah. time some new little toy comes out, I feel like I have to have it. True. You know? I've I got see the benefits of iPad I Pro. I see the pros and the cons. Got an MSI gaming laptop. Got an iPhone. I've got three GoPros and five cameras. Like, I can't, you know? I need these little gadgets, these little toys to fulfill me. Got the Oculus. I don't know. I'm not saying it's good or healthy, but I know myself. (laughs) If it becomes commonplace and enough of the bugs have been worked out, you know? And that's where we're at, which is crazy. Because now we're sitting here having a philosophical debate about how much of our lives we want to give to Apple. Yeah. And if I told you when the iPad or iPod first came out, that crappy like spinny wheel iPod, you know, like you had to tell me, this is going to change the face of like you're going to be giving your soul to this company in a decade, you know. Like, yeah, you're crazy. <laughs> now here we are trying to figure out, like, do we get to live any minute of our life without Apple being directly involved? No. <clears throat> I'm afraid that may be accurate. All of this started because we wanted to see what they thought in 1923. Belt. That's why I like this podcast. You never know where it's going to go. No. Where it's going uphill, downhill, cartwheel. <sighs> I mean, that's a whole other debate we could have. What? You say it's all uphill from here. 
that sounds like a good thing because you're saying things are moving up, but it's harder to walk uphill. But if you say things are going downhill, that technically means your journey is easier, but it sounds negative because you're saying things are going down. So I've never actually known what the proper way to say that phrase is. If things are going to get worse, what do you say? Downhill, right? But that, that doesn't make sense. You're like, man, it's all downhill from here. But that doesn't make sense because that means like everything's going to be easier. It depends easier. what's at the bottom of the hill or at the top of the hill. <laughs> right, but it's about the journey. It's not yeah. about the destination. And if I say things are going uphill or if I say, man, it's about to go downhill, the, that I'm actually saying that it's about to get easier. But when I say it, we all understand that I'm saying it's about to get worse. Yeah. I don't yeah, understand I that. Yeah. You know? I don't get it. On that note, ad break? <laughs> Unless you have a response. Want a break from the ads? Wee. Be right back. Hey, Josh here. Just a quick reminder, if you're enjoying the Iron Right Tattoo podcast, it really helps us to beat the algorithm with likes, comments, and shares. If you haven't subscribed already, please do that, and don't forget to hit that bell. And if you haven't already done so, please leave us a review. Thanks. We bet. So, uh, I got a couple questions here. Um, Coolio. Rip. I think uh, I only got two. One of them, I feel like we already kind of touched on. Yeah. It just says, uh, so this is from uh, <clears throat> Playboy. P-L-A-B-W-O-Y. Oh. It's just Playboy. I don't know. Uh, Evan. But he said 2023 predictions. Like any of them. I don't know. Yeah, that, that's so vague. Um, well, you can take the, the question in There any will direction. be at least two uh, major health crises. Like COVID-20 is going to come out or something like that. Uh, I'm going to say that. Um So next year it's an election year. There's going to be a lot of election debates. Those should start this year, mm-hmm. like the election cycle, where we start to see new candidates, stuff like that. Um, I'm going to say it's going to be a good year for movies. Yeah, I can see that. I'm going to make that prediction. It's going to be a good year for movies. Uh, what are three new movies that are coming out that you think are going to be good? I'm really, really, really excited right now for the new Shyamalan movie, okay. Knock at the Cabin, where Dave Bautista is like the main bad guy. Mm-hmm. That looks tight. I'm really excited about that. I love Bautista. Um, so that's one. I'm really stoked for that new Adam Driver movie called 65, I think mm-hmm. it was called. Yeah. That looks really cool. Mm-hmm. 
and I think it's gonna I think it's gonna be good. It, I see I can see it being one of those movies that uh maybe doesn't live up to the hype, but I'm gonna make a prediction right now and say that that movie is goaded. And I'm trying to stay away from the obvious stuff. Like there's a ton of more Marvel movies coming out this year, that kind of stuff, you know. But I'm trying to think of like maybe like original IPs or you know not stuff that's just like a, a sequel or part of a series or something. Um, I don't know that I have a third that I'm like super pumped on right now. Nope came out this past year, right? Yeah, last so it'll year. probably not be till next year that I think Jordan Peele would put out another movie. Well, I thought he was talking about doing like a TV series. I don't know, but I I want a movie. You know? No, I got you. I I, I honestly prefer uh, movies over TV series. Me too, because I can enjoy it in one sitting. And yeah, then yeah. Move on with my life. You know. Um. Um. Typically, they have a bigger budget. They're a little more fleshed out and and tv shows tend to have a lot more filler you know yeah. because they have to stretch it out mm-hmm. over at least one whole like season like 10 hours worth of whatever um i think your two picks aren't some of mine but i'll throw in uh evil dead rise sure because that looks really good sure yeah um, i think the me wanting to stay away from sequels and stuff is mainly just like marvel or star wars yeah like the big ones that they put out every year the you know? only one i know that's marvel that's coming out is that ant-man movie yeah same i don't know any of the other ones um i watched a thing recently we were like <laughs> we were eating dinner at the house and i threw on one of those like uh uh 2023 movie trailers there's like yeah. a 45 minute long youtube video and it's just every trailer that's been released so far yeah, of like the big ones a majority of yeah them. i can't remember a lot of them but i remember see a lot of them that i was like man that's gonna be tight oh there's a movie with willem dafoe coming out that looks good good it's one of those like he's like locked in a room type things like where the whole movie is pretty much just him you know mm-hmm. um willem dafoe 2023 let's see what pops up uh it is called inside a high-end art thief becomes trapped inside a luxury high-tech penthouse in new york times square after his heist doesn't go as planned locked inside with nothing but priceless works of art he must use all his cunning and invention to survive Hmm. and willem dafoe is the art thief Hmm. and he tends to like not pick like generic roles yeah everything he does is like kind of uh, off the rocker. Yeah, yeah. He picks really, and it's weird because so like it looks like there's no food or water or anything, and it looks like from what the trailer showed that the temperature is is like constantly being raised at a gradual rate. Hmm. So like they showed it getting up to like over a hundred and like a hundred and ten, and you know, and he's like locked in here. I don't know. It looks good. Looks really good. So I'm gonna say inside. Knock the cabin. Sixty five. Okay. Those are my top three picks as far as predictions of what i think is going to be a really good movie for this year and i don't want to make too many other predictions like i know i was talking about like oh elections and stuff but i don't i don't i don't want to talk about politics or anything like that um and i don't know enough about most sports like i'm a football guy that's the only sport i care about and i haven't paid attention to football in the past like three or four years so yeah i'm not gonna make any sports predictions either I think some celebrities are going to die. That's a prediction. Yeah. I don't know who, but I know some. 
True. Yeah, I can uh, see that happening. Somebody that you know, listener, someone you know, is going to uh, get pregnant this year. Dang. Yep. That's a prediction I'm making. Pretty bold prediction. I don't know who, but somebody. Somebody you know. Somebody you know. Um, Dang, I just had one. Just What, movies? No, no, no. It was a prediction. 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 I'm going to predict that something is going to happen that's going to change a viewer's life. Oh, I think something major is going to happen this year that's going to change all of our lives. I don't know what, but something. It seems like we're on a cycle at this point where like every three to six months something life-changing happens on like a global scale. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I think that that's just going to continue. I'm also going to predict that maybe The Last of Us show is going to have a following like Stranger Things. I can see that. And I'm excited for that show, but I would like to state here publicly, I think that show actually came out yesterday. Yeah, it did. I'd like to state here publicly before I watch a single episode that I've been a Last of Us fan since the first game came out. So if you uh, see me or hear me talking about Last of Us, know that I'm not a bandwagoner. Mm -hmm. I got one more question. Did you get any? No. I yeah, posted I, like so last Yeah, minute. I did like an hour ago. <laughs> what type of post, uh, this is from my homie Josh Watson, what type of post-apocalyptic environment would be the worst to survive in? Right out of the gate, I'm going to say anything involving uh, snow or ice. You know, I think I would prefer like a desert wasteland, nuclear wasteland, any of that kind of like post-apocalypse environment over like... Snowpiercer, day after tomorrow type stuff, yeah. So are you more miserable when you're super cold or hot? Probably super cold. So I think average cold versus like Texas summer heat. Well, I would when actually, I think post-apocalyptic, yeah. it's, it would be like f super Yeah, that's what cold. I'm saying. Like, Because like, if you think about like the day after tomorrow, yeah. like they were... It was like, if you leave here, you're going to die. You can only be outside for like 10 minutes, you know? Like, mm -hmm. that sounds so much worse to me than even like sweltering heat, you know? Yeah. E even if the cold is not the reason for the apocalypse, right? Like, let's say it's a zombie apocalypse. Mm -hmm. I think winter would be the worst time to be in the zombie apocalypse. You know, like anything yeah, involving gotcha. the cold where we don't have like central heat and air and you don't have like readily available supplies to like make fires and stay warm, that kind of stuff. Because I'm assuming like the electrical grid's down and it's like a full-on apocalypse. No matter what the apocalypse is, I think the cold and like snow and like a freezing temperatures overnight are going to make it worse. Because you could literally survive. Like, let's say the zombie apocalypse started in July, right? You survive. Like, somehow, against all odds, you're, you're, you're trucking. And then we have, like, a snowpocalypse like we did in whatever, two years ago, mm -hmm. you know? And now, like, you literally, like, your kid dies just because it's too cold at night, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. You know? Well, I think it's a little bit easier to stay cool than to stay warm. Plus, like, getting fresh water. Yeah. 
all the water around you is frozen, you know. If I start a fire for warmth or to boil water or something, then now there's this giant smoke pillar that everything in a 10-mile radius is going to see and smell, and they're going to be attracted to me, you know. It just, mm. I don't know. Yeah. I'm going with winter. Um, shoot, that's tough. I'm thinking like. An alien invasion, would that count as post-apocalyptic? Sure. Well, post means after. So post-apocalyptic specifically is describing the the action of trying to survive after the apocalypse has happened. You know? So when I hear post-apocalyptic, it would be like, like let's say we go yeah. back to zombies, right? It's not the actual zombie outbreak. It's the, the now afterwards. you're surviving yeah. in the world where... There is no society, there's no government, there's nothing. Just collapsed cities and small bands of survivors, mm-hmm. you know? Mad Max would be like post-apocalyptic. Yeah. It's after society crumbled. It's hard. It, it would really depend on what, like, the like the villain would be. Well, or, I mean, it doesn't even have to be a villain. For all we know, the apocalypse is nuclear warfare. We did it to ourselves. But yeah. we created so much of a nuclear fallout that it destroyed our planet. Because we no well, longer get no matter sunlight. what, you're still scavenging for like resources and yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like the outside threat, that's what I'm trying to think. Because no matter what situation, well, it's even be, you in, have to get those resources in order to sure, survive. Sure, but even in like the nuclear or whatever, the outside threat is now just going to be other survivors because yeah. they want your resources just yeah. as bad as you want theirs. You know what I'm saying? So even if it's there's not like an enemy, you know, like humanity would become your enemy because your only goal is to make yeah. sure that your family or your little like tribe that you create of survivors, that's it. That's the only goal. Every single other person is just seen as like a threat to your tribe. So even if it's not zombies or aliens, like there's always going to be an enemy yeah. when it comes to people trying to survive. Because hmm. <clears throat> even like your closest neighbor. Like, if you have chickens that are producing eggs and they're starving, they're going to try to kill you for your chickens. You know what I'm saying? Like, everyone becomes an enemy that you don't know. I'm trying to add more on top of that. That's the thing. So I feel like that's just a given in any... Yeah, but it said what type of post-apocalyptic environment would be the worst to survive in. Oh, okay. So I, not so scenario. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I said like yeah, cold I snow, you, yeah. the environment. Um, so do you think a jungle, a desert, like a water world? Like if somehow the whole world flooded, you know? I'm still going to stick with like winter and snow and freezing stuff. I'm going to one-up it. Okay. Freezing, you know. Sure. Temperatures, ice. But on a remote island. <clears throat> but maybe we're thinking about this all wrong. Because maybe what you were saying has merit, right? It depends on what caused the apocalypse. Okay? Yep. Give me that. Because uh, let's say it was zombies. Uh-huh. And let's say they freeze in the cold. True. Yeah. Then now would that environment be a benefit? Because now you don't have to worry about zombies. It's too cold for them to attack you, swarm you, overwhelm you. You say the same about like dinosaurs or something. Sure. you know, Or like same thing. Like let's say you're on a, an island and it is zombies and zombies can't travel through water. 
are you safe now? Because, like, they just can't get to you. You're on an island. What are they going to do? Take a boat? Like, they're zombies. Yeah. They can't even swim. They would just try to, like, walk across the bottom of the lake, and who knows what would happen, you know? They would just, like, sink <laughs> but keep walking? They're dead. Could, could it's not zom- like they need oxygen. Could a zombie drown? No. But I don't know. I don't know. That's what I'm saying. I don't know. We don't know what kind of zombies we have. But maybe that would help you because there wouldn't be yeah. an easy way for them to get to you. The island, that is. Yeah. The island could also be beneficial for other reasons. Even if uh, there is no enemy and you're just worried about human survivors and stuff, like it'd probably be way more easily easy to fortify a small island, you know, because now you literally can see people coming from miles away before they get to you. And now but you're also limited on like the resources sure. around you. But if the island's big enough that you were able to start a small farm, Stuff True. like that. Yeah. You know, it would depend on the size of the island for sure. I still think freezing temperatures, sub-zero temperatures would be the hardest to survive in. Yeah. You know, plus because like everything's uh, frozen now. Even mm-hmm. like going out and getting wood for a fire, you would have to like wait for the wood to thaw and then you'd have to wait for it to dry out, which in those temperatures in that environment would pro- could take weeks before that wood's dry enough to burn, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I think that's probably the worst. Absolutely. I guess it really depends on uh, whether you're dying of uh, freezing temperatures or uh, lack of water first. Yeah. I don't know. Because the more weight you lose, the more susceptible you're going to be to the sub-zero temperatures. You know? So now it's a delicate balance of staying warm, providing fresh water, which that might be easy because there's an abundance of snow to melt, mm-hmm. you know? But also now you have to get food to keep on enough weight to not freeze to death. Yeah. I hope I never find out. Same. I might just off myself if I was in like a sub-zero post-apocalyptic. Like, what's the point? Yeah. What am I surviving for? You know? Eh. This ain't no way to live. Quality of life. You think freezing to death would be uh, miserable or like peaceful? Because I have to imagine you'd reach a point where, like, you're just, you don't even, you're not even feeling anything anymore. You're just kind of drifting off. Yeah. I've heard that drowning is, like, almost euphoric. Like, once the panic is gone and you have just, like, come to terms with the fact that you're dying, apparently it's almost like a high. I don't know. Yeah. Like, it's the panic and the fear that would that makes it bad, right? But if I decided I'm just going to go lay out in the ice in the frozen tundra... Like, do you think it would be a miserable way to die? Like, if that's how I wanted to, like, kill myself? Or do you think it would be, like, you just go to sleep and never wake up? Like, kind of peaceful. I think it would be go to sleep. Kind of peaceful. I don't know. I wonder how long you would feel the physical pain of being that cold before you just stopped feeling it. When you start freezing up and you start, like, being frozen and stuff. I don't know. On that morbid note... Happy 2023, I guess. Uh, Well, hopefully, my prediction is that we will not have an apocalyptic event this year. You know? I would would hope so. Fingers crossed that I'm right. I don't think we're quite there yet. I would say by 2027, maybe, if we we stay at the rate we're at. Maybe an apocalyptic event. We won't even get those AR glasses. Right? Yeah. I'm not ready to die yet. I (laughs) I I want to see like a little... 
dancing hippopotamus on my tabletop or something, you know? <laughs> a hippo? Wouldn't it, what if that's how they started making movies where, like, it happened in front of you? Like, you're sitting in your living room, you got a little coffee table, and you're watching, like, a Western, and, like, the horse and, the and the and like, the Indian and the cowboy are, like, chasing each other across, like, your little tabletop and stuff. Like, you're watching it happen in, like, three dimension. You think yeah. cool? No. I don't think so. Hmm. Wow. Like, the whole scene is there? Like, yeah. the whole environment? Yeah. Like, they're just, like, little mini dudes, you know? Maybe, you know. So, I like watching movies on a big screen. You know what I mean? Sure. It kind of takes the um, immersion out of it a little bit, but adds to it at the same time. I, I don't know. I would have to experience it. Could be tight. Anyway. On that note. Peace. Later.